The Hard Yards, brought to you by Sports Joe. Up to the short side. Before, but I'm the referee on this team, not you. Hi, Rob. Zeeb's here. Just want to discuss the captaincy next. He's calling. Oh, and Ring Rose comes through. Oh, that is brilliant from Ring Rose. Ring Rose is going here. What a score! Hello, and you're very welcome to the first hard yards of 2018. I'm Andy McGeady, and I'm joined in studio by Pat McCarry. Good morning. And Jimmy Downey. Morning, happy new year. Happy new year. How was your Christmas? Very good, very relaxed. Yeah. Looking forward to getting back into it now. Did you watch every Indiana Jones? Actually did. (laughs) (laughs) Actually did. And and on repeat, it was a a BBC and on RG. I think I got them both in. It's worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Anything good for New Year's, Pat? Anything good for New Year's? Uh, No, I had Christmas off, so, um, but I was back working... um, Back working uh, over over New Year's then, so I, I was I was relaying my problems trying to watch the the Leinster Connacht game to you, and you had a good tip about uh, getting a serve view box maybe to catch all these regional. Shh, bits that's, of a, that's a very secret tip about <laughs> how to watch every Pro 14 game. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one though. That's a good one for 2018. Get your serve view stroke free view box, and it yeah works very well. BBC Alba is your friend. Um, yeah, but it's been uh, it's been nice uh, nice little time over the holidays. Being a lot of rugby on, yeah, um, they've been oh, good games as well, haven't they? Like, yeah, do you remember when we gave like you know try the season and all that and try the year? <laughs> probably should have held off. <laughs> probably should have held off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's so, so you do the pre-recordings of. I think they have a, a show where you kind of talk around people who have passed away during the year and then you miss out. I think George Michael was last year on Christmas Day and you go, oh, we might have to redo that one. You know, it's kind of something similar. That Yeah, it's well, a great try, isn't it? Yeah, the, you could watch that Lamar one for forever and it will be played for years and years and mm. years. Jesus. Yeah, you can move, can't you? Yeah, it's annoying. It's really annoying. <laughs> it's very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to that because it's uh, so l- later on in the show um, that try and well the person behind it will be raised with a certain Joey Carberry because Pat was on his bike this week out talking to the um, the young Leinster star who's now coming back thankfully now from his uh, his injury he suffered during the autumn. Um, but yeah, the province is over Christmas. Uh, what do we feel about this? Are Munster now under pressure? Are Leinster just, you know, going to beat everyone inside till the end of the season? Uh, have Ulster found a pack, or are they still in trouble? And um, Connacht's doing <coughs> quietly. Is that the summary, or um, it's, not, it's not a bad summary? To be fair, I think if we take each one in their merits, if, if we're looking at Munster, um, look over the Christmas period, they're playing what three games, eleven days. Hmm. Um, it's going to take an impact on your squad. Uh, shows how important squads are, and I think this is where Leinster always kind of rise to the top and get a lot of points at this time of year. Um, look, strength and depth they have, we know, but look, Munster they've lost a couple. It's going to be a tough game this weekend again. Um, I think are you down at that one, Pat? Yeah, heading down to that one. Uh, I was yeah, might have been about that. I initially thought that Munster would walk this one because I'd say no way Connacht are going to be able to put out a strong team again, but. They might see that Munster are riddled with injuries as well. See Scannell and Tommy O'Donnell are out for a while again. So they might then look at that and say, <laughs> "Like, let's go to the tank one last time here, lads, and you can have the give you a challenge cup game off to to rest your boots a little bit." So, but uh, it should be it actually. It's, it's turned out to be an interesting game because of who's going to play and who's not going to play. Yeah, and I, I think you look at you kind of look at all the changes that Lens made. What thirteen changes and. You look then at um, and Connacht, and they've kind of had to have a s- sort of settled size, you know. And but now this weekend, uh, some of the Irish boys are rested, so Aki's yeah. rested, I think, and I don't know about Marmion if he's rested, so might have a bit of an impact as well. But I think Munster now, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a good game. It makes for a good game, to be honest, you know. Yeah, that was it. I think when Graham was talking to the press yesterday, and he said that you could pick a player in each position. That I remember we, we had Jerry Flannery on there uh, late last year, and he named out basically a whole team of people. So they're still that hit with injuries as well so it's just always been a problem for, for Munster it's like their squad depth isn't the same as someone like Leinster and that's how they're kind of suffering now so um, but yeah there's been a lot of guys like even like Tom Farrell had it impressed again over, over Christmas and he stuff again so if he if he can get out and get another game and even someone like James Cannon is getting a run in games as well so um, I don't know who I don't know who they have in reserve because like they're pretty you know stretched themselves but 
you know, it could like Munster need to win this now, like or else they're in, in trouble. Yeah, and I think like um, Andy mentioned it uh, when we were talking before about coming into Europe. Wouldn't really kind of read into too much about a bit of four Munster kind of have that nostalgic or historic feel where they can actually flick a switch coming into Europe mm. to me form yeah okay it plays a part but I also think that um, once they're able to uh, mentally make that switch and go right Europe it's a different kettle of fish let's up it now and it's a different mindset but in saying that um, confidence wise yeah 100% they can't go three losses re- and you've played provinces as well you know it's three losses but also you see you know it Christmas period and all that so think back they were hammered by um, by Leinster I mean that that scoreline was actually wider than the final scoreline mm-hmm. if you know what I mean in terms of the performance they were never in that game and then the way they lost in Ravenhill cannot have done their confidence any good because they were was it 17 nil up with about up, half yeah. an hour or so mm-hmm. Uh, with good, solid, monstering the other team tries. I mean, that that's a platform. Yeah. And then normally you would want to, to spring on from there, uh, but that didn't happen. Now, Sam Arnold's not going to be playing. Uh, I, I have my own view on that hit. I'd be interested in your in your guys' view. He's got three games for the challenge on Lelofano that was picked up late. Mm. Um, what, what did you guys think? Yeah, I, well, I think... Well, yeah, yeah, you got a three-week ban then, didn't he? As well, yeah. so I don't think maybe that could be a little bit harsh, but I think given given the red as well, because this is what they're trying to cut down on as well. And um, he just went in to make that big that big hit, and again, it's just that thing of like timing being slightly off. But then you take take a bit of contact, and the way maybe Leila Fano kind of dropped as well, like it just didn't look well from. And it was one of those things where I think we've talked about this again. Each of the replays makes it look worse and worse as well. As I completely agree, it doesn't help how people fall as well, but. It's the letter of the law. You know what you're doing. If you're going to go in to make that, you got to do it right. And I think if you can read it early enough and see that you're going to have a good shot in someone, you've got to drop lower, to be honest. In fairness to the referee at the time, I think he got the word and absolutely right. The, the way the 2017 last year's introduction was, if you go in with force and it hits the head, you were in trouble. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, have, I have no sympathy with the, the people and who, and whatever they're coming from in the commentating sphere, who thought that that was yellow at best. That is, that's rubbish. Not the case. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're near the head and you're in trouble anyway. So you are. You, you know, so you, you know that you can't yeah. go. Oh, but it's, I slipped and I hit. I hit him on the hips and I slipped up. You're still hitting him in the head. It's a pity. It's yeah. a pity because if he was just if he'd started a little bit lower, that was just an absolute. He'd timed it perfectly. He had timed that break mm. perfectly to smash the out half, and that's mm. what you want to happen in that situation. You don't want you, you don't want to stop people doing that. Either, no, you know, exactly. They, you need to emphasize all the good things yeah, about yeah. the challenge. Just saying, look, you you need to start six inches lower, son, and you're you're and it's grand. different yeah. completely. And you it's uh, it's a YouTube thing. It's a re- like you're replaying it, and it's going, a, oh, a great shot. Yeah, exactly. We we could be saying, well, could you not have saved that because we needed. You know more big hits for you to look to on YouTube. For <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next to words, they were actually saying what was it? We had Jack O'Toole uh, up, up at the game for a sports show, and he was saying that uh, Les Kiss was raving about Leila Fano at the end of the game because he said uh, ribs were busted as well. Like, and he still and it, it, it's been an issue for the last couple of weeks, but he's still he's insisting he's playing on and he wants to. He's, he's going to keep playing See through this injury. Yeah. Fair play to him yeah, because they they need him. That pass to Gilroy was an absolute beauty. Yeah, brilliant, wasn't oh, it? Oh, Jesus! Yeah, they do need him, don't they? Like, yeah. uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but it's going back to again. The problems is they need him. They need a ten. They need some consistency there. And you've mentioned their pack as well. You know, like I had big hopes for them as well with Gibbs in there and. Just, it's just a bit of a letdown, isn't it? So it's deflation, not, isn't it? You it know? is. It's not happening, and that's so, so. Right at the start of the year, when 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 Gibbs was coming in, so at the start of the season, um, yeah. we we speculated in the studio, uh, and a number of people were talking about the impact that they thought that John O'Bee Gibbs would have. They thought we would see, if nothing else, we would see an Ulster side that had a dog that was going to not step back. Mm. That does seem to be the opposite of what's happened here. They look to be a bit of a soft <coughs> centre side. Um, and yeah, what, what? Yeah, they're lacking that bit of steel. Like I was one who said I thought John O'Gibbs had had a hell of a lot to them, you know, and see what he'd done with Leinster. Just to be given the benefit of the doubt and say, right, we're given to the end of the season. But I would have expected a bit more of an impact. I wouldn't be overly concerned as of yet. But um, they've got a big couple of months ahead, and it's coming into the business end nearly. You know, it's halfway through. 
they've got really got to pick it up, you know. And maybe that could be the the impetus of winning against Munster that gives them that kick and mm. and drives them on now. Consistency is what they're going to look for now. I think a mm. um, couple of wins, get that horrendous word momentum, just keep it going and a bit of confidence. Couple of wins, couple of Ws under the belt, it'll make a huge difference to them and, and to the psyche of the whole the whole place. Ah, yeah. So so next step, turn over Leinster at the RDS. <laughs> well, look, that's it. They keep on coming, don't they? Like, but look at Leinster. Are Leinster going to have uh, Leinster of Glasgow the week after, and then into Europe again? Yeah. But like, they've got. To, they can't play all those players again. They're going to rotate again. Um, I thought from the Leinster Connacht game that um, Leinster did look a little bit like they hadn't played together for a while. Yeah. Um, they made a lot of changes, um, and that's where I thought that Connacht actually missed a boat in beating them. Yeah. Uh, and when they're in the twenty-two and having to be so, they should have been so much more clinical in there. Mm. I think they got rushes of blood to the head and went out individually. Um, but Connacht worth a couple of minutes actually. They've yeah. they've been quietly good for a little while since that loss to Zebra. They've they've strung together some results here. Right? Yeah, they, they used the Challenge Cup as yeah. a bit of a springboard. A um, couple of hammerings, you know, went home and away with Breve. Uh, gave Ulster an unmerciful. I can't speak this morning. They battered them exactly, and you know they they absolutely could have stolen that game in the ODS. Yeah, this, and this you, is good. You, you could tell they were like they were targeting it as well. Like they were like we're going to come to Dublin and we're going to get the win here. Which yeah. they'll be absolutely gutted that they they missed out on the chance of doing it as well. But um, yeah, they just seem to. It's great that they have the Challenge Cup, isn't it? This year, like whereas. It, in another season, God, if they that, were in, that sounds so patronising, doesn't it's it? It's great that they have it. Um, yeah. But like in another season, like if they were in the Champions Cup, they could be getting riddled again. You know, like in in Europe, like so it's great that they're getting the, the wins together, building a bit of momentum, and then yeah, they're absolutely brilliant against against Ulster in that game. They just blew mm. them off the park. So um, yeah, it's a shame they couldn't do it. But I think again, as we said, I think they're going to go and. I don't know if they can see if they can cobble bodies together I see even there because of Storm Eleanor they were training they had to move to training indoors which they probably do half the time out in Galway anyway but um, they'll be going for this game this weekend hopefully um, for their sakes they can kind of get a win Yeah I was driving through Storm Eleanor that was not fun I can <laughs> understand anyone training inside Are you driving that Mini Cooper there was that you that? <laughs> yeah. Jesus I was wondering who that was Yeah <laughs> Darwin <laughs> Awards right there Yeah it wasn't fun Anyway all back safe and sound which is the main thing Great Yeah uh, New Year's resolutions. Okay. Provinces or general? I'm going to go general first with one of them. I want one with uh, rugby media. Oh. The rugby media landscape. <laughs> yes. Right. This could be a while. In 2018, <laughs> right, I want one thing to happen. I want us to somehow push back against this management of interviews and players. Because if you're a fan... Mm-hmm. or anyone who buys multiple papers or reads things in multiple places we see the same thing from the same player on the same day across the media and I think it's crap yeah I think somehow maybe we've gone too far where it can't change but I would love that to change in 2018 there's my New Year's resolution number one try in my own way to help yeah well, that? That, it's like um James might know even better I know it's often written into contracts to some of the big boys that you have X amount of interviews you're going to do a year so like you can't put them up all the time but I'd love to whenever Ireland play France you come in and you're waiting for your maybe <coughs> your, your two players you're going to get player A and player B and then basically the whole French squad walk in and who do you want to talk to as well and you can just get it just makes for something so much more interesting there's much more access and um, yeah it was rather than as you said reading sometimes the same quotes in the, the same papers on the same day yeah. it, it's, it's interesting I think you look at um, I remember reading a couple of months ago about you look at the old football stuff like the I don't know if it was Kimmage or back in the 90s when they used to share the planes with the footballers and they tell stories and mm. and they wouldn't hang them out so, mm. do you know what I mean Like, in, there was an element of trust there that says look we can have a chat yeah. you can use some of this and don't screw me over and then we get to talk again yeah, exactly. And, p- and players then are happy to. But if someone gives, uh, like, uh, I don't know, takes a headline, takes a comment, and, and runs with it, and then you're like, that's completely yeah. out of context. Players then are withdrawn. Then you have your your media managers who come in then and go right, who are there now to protect players, which wasn't there in the past. Mm. And now certain guys they're trying to look after, like some of the younger guys, if they mightn't be as confident or um, as media savvy, will go in and they might let something slip and then all of a sudden it's a headline so now from a player's point of view it's 
that's why you get the same voice. That's why you get frustrating interviews. Mm. Um, I, I don't know, this might even bring us on to speaking about Gavin, about uh, Gavin Henson, about how he's spoken. But uh, in terms of players will come out and go, right, same boy, same boy, here we go, game of two halves, usual stuff, you know, and, and you're like, oh, we're not getting much. And it's frustrating and everyone yeah. wants to hear a lot more uh, insight and interesting news from players rather than just your usual. But, but what I'm talking about is something slightly, it's, what, what I'm talking about feeds into that. So if you're doing a, a day of interviews and you're the one player who's up, you're going to say the same thing again mm. and again because yeah. it's just easy. And, you but, know? but it's all, like, for me, it's boring as well because like, you're yeah. going to be asked the same questions by five different journalists, six different journalists and you're having the same conversations like, oh, just like you nearly love to say, oh, I just want to throw something in there just to you know, spice things up, you know, and yeah. it's... It can be really frustrating, and it's, so, sometimes your hands are tied. Yeah, I, I, I get it. And maybe we've gone too far, in, especially in, in the Irish rugby landscape. It is very controlled. Um, but listen, Grant, that, I'd love it more of a resolution than anything else. Um, I'll come back to the Gavin one. I yeah. do want to talk about yeah. that. Uh, Ulster, do you have any resolutions for Ulster rugby this year? Oh, my God. Build, uh, a, fo- build a forward pack? Yeah. Uh, get, get an out half, source an out half from somewhere. That's the. Yeah, that's, that's the big. So we so we can we can improve the pack that are there, but God, let us find an out half. Doesn't matter. Like you can, okay, it doesn't matter. Of course, you need a pack. Can't win games without a pack. But ten's crucial. Like mm. like is the the puppet master. So you need to have and look how well Liliofano is. And I think no matter who they get, though, if if they go foreign, it's going to take could take a while for them to get embedded into system setup, yeah. culture, whatever you need. Pro fourteen. Could take a couple of weeks, and again, supporters might get in the person's back then on the back of well, we've had Lilifan and he's been great. Yeah. Or you might go internally and get a, someone on loan has been mentioned before. Do, do we, is that really feasible? Because if you're a province, if you have three out halves and you lose one, you're down to bare bones. Yeah, right. So you need a province of four out halves. If it, yeah, if it was along the lines of it, it was a fluid thing where like you could let someone have him, but he comes back immediately. You can't plan if you're the other team then. But like let's say, is this Cahill Marsh's chance? Never yeah, mind Joey probably. Carberry. Never mind anyone else. Is this someone like Cahill Marsh who that was the the underplayed story I thought from an element last season was you saw Ross Byrne come through, you saw Joey Carberry come through, mm. and they did amazing things. Um, but Cahill Marsh was probably the second choice ten on paper at the start of the season. Yeah, because we we actually we were looking at. I think he played eight games this season, but yeah. for a combined seventy six minutes. So um, there's, there's a guy in need of game time, and and yeah, he'd like not to sound bad about the lad as well, because he has talent, a lot of talent, but fourth choice at the moment, uh, Leinster. So he could do it going. But like, let's say Leinster have a bit of an injury crisis that they can call him back. Then there's nothing rigid. But about if you're Ulster, are you, can you sign someone on that basis? I don't think you can. No, yeah, yeah. Like I, I can see they're trying. J- J- Jimmy's no, looking at me. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. What, can, can they be low, like low and recalled? Yeah, I, uh, I, no. I, I don't know. No, no, you, got, you can't. I, I don't personally. I don't think you can. I think you can go, go right. You're signed for the end of the season. You're signed yeah. for a set period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless okay. of if I, w- if I was Ulster, I'd want that deal completely. Oh, you would have been. You can't just have the guys. Yeah. Oh, I've had for three weeks. All right, off you go, back you go. Yeah. So what we're also doing? What are Lionel calls? You know, you know the helicopter set up for yes, Agent Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's like it's a great chance for Peter Nelson. Hasn't played much. Um, well, there's the other side of it. There are players up there who this could be the big chance, and, and they Phillips. could just exactly yeah. Yeah. look right. Move on. Next yeah, next province. So that's Ulster. Have we got any other resolutions from another another province? Um. Let's have a look. Connacht, um, Jeepers. Leinster's line out. I've I, I could still target Leinster's line out if I was an opposition team. We've seen that the extra game was a big example. And yeah, getting clean ball off it. Like even if they get it, is a clean ball as well. It should be better. Yeah, this team is better than that. This team is favourites for both the Pro 14 and the Champions Cup. This line out should be better, and that's the sort of thing which can let you down in a big game. Resolution. True. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I okay. got that. Get not much argument here. <laughs> right. Uh Monster resolution. Um this is another one again like did I give guys a chance or did they go looking for a, f- a fullback for next next season because I know that was Van Grant said that's his priority when they were asking him about next season so his fullback. Yeah, fullback because even though 
Conway can play there. Why, was there a story there about a monster fullback? Did I miss something? There was some Tiernan O'Halloran <laughs> stuff for a while, <laughs> but uh, thankfully for Connacht fans, he's sticking around. Like so, um, but yeah, that he he said it like they're they're on the lookout. Now whether whether they they dip into their own academy as well, like but does that mean does, sorry? Does that mean they're looking to? Possibly bring somebody in, but I'm saying I did not look at Conway as I was. I was thinking exactly the same thing. I think Conway's they've, done, and they've some good wingers. Yeah. Like Earls used to come back in now. Mm. And like if you, if you're and if you're Conway, you are not looking yourself as a winger now, long term on Munster because you've got Wooten and you can sweep them in. Earls is still there. Uh, O'Mahony's back. Yeah. You he's, know. he's a lot more involved in the game at 15. And, yes, and you can he pops, still slot into the up wing. nicely yeah. in places, and he can still slot in yeah. on the wings. As I well, like him at fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done really well. It's good. Um, he needs to get, once he gets his hands in the ball, he's, he's so, dangerous. Yeah. So the resolution for Conway is to change Van Grand's mind. Yes, yes. There you go. Okay. Uh, anyone? Any for Connacht? Keep keep, keep everyone fit. fit. Yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. everyone fit. Yeah. And that down. Yeah. Whatever the strength and conditioning and medical guys want, pay them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pay so them tell Johnny O'Connor just go easy on them in the yeah. fitness. I saw some of their left players warming up or after the warm up uh, against the Leinster game. Oh didn't look fun they were getting absolutely flogged oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. after that game as well no but, but just before after the warm up oh and really the, the extra travelling reserves they're <laughs> behind the posts or under the 22 and it's not a fun place to be over Christmas people having a few drinks abusing you <laughs> as you're absolutely <laughs> hanging out your arse <laughs> it's not fun uh, we're gonna I think we have to leave resolutions there oh well yeah well, unless James has one that nope. he's do you, have, do you have one you really want to use no it was, it was a different sport but <laughs> go on <laughs> I'm no, intrigued b- big year for Tottenham big, big year for Tottenham <laughs> Champions League we've got Juventus we, uh, we have it that's it that's my resolution so what's the resolution to win Champions League it's a bet slash you're going to somehow make this happen stroke sl- <laughs> prayer yes <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't say resolution more of a prayer yeah. F- football gods if you're listening and uh, one here from uh I'd I'd love to hear more from Joe Schmidt as well. So if he wants to come on to the Hard Yards anytime in 2018, there's an open invite there from. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, we an empty producer. Al. Okay, big thumbs up from Al. Okay, we'll make this happen. Uh, okay, um, we're gonna have a little look at something interesting that came up uh, in the last couple of weeks, um, or last week in fact, from Esportif, who are one of the uh, big player agencies. They released a graphic um, via the medium of Twitter that's well worth a look. Uh, to chat to him about this, and it's about the most valuable positions in terms of pay across the three major European leagues. So this is a snapshot. It's a point in time this season only. and saying in the top 14 and Premiership and Pro 14 for the home nation sides, quote unquote, in the Pro 14, what are the most, the highly paid players and just down to the lowest paid players by position. So for example... For those of you who can't see this at home, in the top 14 in the Premiership, the number 10 is the most highest paid player on average across those two leagues. In the Pro 14, it is the number 15. Um, down, If we go down a bit, the second most high, highly paid player in the top 14 is on average the number 8, and the third is the tight head prop. Uh, premiership, it goes fly half, second centre, scrum half. And in Pro 14, it is fullback, fly half, and the first choice lock. <coughs> That's important. They split the wings and the locks into first choice, second choice. Uh, so when we get to the, the other end, the lower paid end of your first choice 15, where you don't want to be. Well, don't get me wrong. These are good problems to have. If you're in the first choice 15 for a club, you're doing all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the third lowest in the top 14 is the blindside flanker. Um, the second lowest is the second choice lock and the lowest is your loose head uh, Premiership you've got again second choice lock hooker second choice winger and Pro 14 exactly the same second choice lock hooker and then your lowest paid member on average of your first 15 across the league is your second choice winger um, I find stuff like this fascinating yeah. I talked to them about their methodology it involves broadly speaking for any players which the agency or their their partners represent mm. they put in their the exact figure because they negotiated it mm. um, and then across the board they said right for the other players they gave each agent about three teams to scout out and say right use your contacts use who you know to come up with either a very good informed yeah. estimate or the best you can come up with right so 
that's the methodology. It's a snapshot, point in time, something like this over 10 years would be great, but this is what we have. What jumps out to us? <laughs> Looking straight away at the top 14, how far down the nine is. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's right, like in... Especially in France. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Goal, but yeah. Like, I, like for me now, I would have thought... So the, the nine is, is, is just beyond the halfway point. Yeah. So it's in the bottom half. I would have had, a, obviously, a 10. I wouldn't have had 15 anywhere near there, to be honest. I would have had a 10, 8, 9, and 3. This is on the, on the Pro 14 side? In general, yeah. from, my, from my own point of view, I would have said, I would have thought if someone said, right, what are the top eight players? Mm. You would think I would have my 10, my 9. 10, 9, 8 are your... So that's it. So, folkrum, so, so if you were running a if you were running a rugby club, right, mm. and you're viewing your your first choice fifteen as a portfolio, mm. you are investing most of your money eight nine ten eight nine ten absolutely okay, um, and we do not see the eight uh, in fact the eight's halfway down the pro halfway 14. down pro fourteen yeah. yeah I think you've got to take each league and its merit then as well you know um, yeah exactly we are dependent on the players who are here at their, their point in the career so this would change for example after the next World Cup you'll see a load of players be sucked into the pro four, sorry the top 14 in mm-hmm. France mm-hmm. and that will probably change that landscape but still we're yeah. not going to get that in the way of discussion um, if you're a hooker uh, you're team. not going to be the highest paid player in your team <laughs> no no, but you're not going to be the highest paid player but there's always a, a hell of a lot of jobs for hookers. Do you know mm. what I mean? In terms of, um, you're like going to have at least four. You need at least four in every prop. Like you know what I mean. Same with props. Yep. Props are a one to commodity. So financially, you're still going to do well. But you're, there's always good. There's it's nines as well. There's always jobs. So, so lads pick up so many jobs. But you're getting at something here, right? Mm. So Jimmy Downey, paymaster, is a smart, and he knows he is not going to pay his starting hooker for 55 minutes of work per week mm. the same as someone who he's going to pay you know the full back the 10 it could play 75-80 minutes per week No, well, you're, you're dividing you're going to put money aside for four hookers you want two quality uh, one young guy um, one maybe with a bit of experience back up an elder elder statesman to and bring one guy young to lad su- yeah and someone to suck up some minutes yeah absolutely uh, maybe a bag holder then it's not going to cost you much and if it comes down to it you, you trust him you give him a bit of game time but then I might only have put money into one good 10 one young 10 and one experienced 10 then as well you know mm. um, if it, and that's how you divvy it all up I think and then sometimes you can go right a couple of young props and then again one veteran prop who will bring on the young lads and you hope educate. there's different ways of doing it and and there's different ways of looking at this yeah. whole dynamic as well because there's how important is someone to a rugby team and then how important is someone to the rugby club, right? Because if you're the second choice luck, you're probably not making 15 carries a game and scoring 17 tries a season, right? You're not going to sell as many tickets as your glamour boy out half. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the whole, you know, the part mm-hmm. and parcel of what a contract is these days. Like Simon's Ebo is a great example. Um, Munster lost something on the pitch, but will also have lost something off the pitch, yeah, which he will have been looking to get compensated for. And that's what whoever the mystery side in... France are picking them <laughs> off um, we'll be hoping to get as well that off pitch uh, value well yeah, yeah it's like the name if you look at the sell tickets you just put Zebo's you know face on Zebo's going to be playing you know like you know you're going to get something from him during a game so he's good to draw in the fans in a way like so he's yeah. a poster boy for them like you know mm, he's yeah he is and he will be for everywhere yeah. um, so I'll, I'll be I'll be really interested to see if they keep doing this over the years it'd be great wouldn't it yeah yeah, yeah. <coughs> I think the one that's at like fi- 15 in Pro 14 so, I think that's so Peter, Peter's not playing for free it's either Stuart Hogg uh, or Lee Halfpenny yeah, had to come back from uh, his big wage over in Toulon so he's not getting paid nothing this does include by the way it includes both the money going to the player by salary from their club as well as any national deal oh, Okay. now not win bonuses or appearances yeah. but the, the salary they're on so that would include the dual contract yeah. well then you're looking at kickers the kickers are a valuable commodity there aren't they yeah. hence Pro 14 yeah, plenty. Well, look, yeah. It's, it's, it's open side is mm. very interesting as well. How low that is, and thirteen is. O- I wonder is open side again suffering because of the the hooker thing. You get a lot of a lot of you know go on do a shift for fifty minutes or sixty minutes. Yeah, get over the ball a good bit, and we'll replace you with twenty yeah. thirty minutes ago. Like. And also the physical attrition. Mm. So yeah. are they going to be playing every game? Probably not. You're going to be shifting your back rows in and out, so that will change again how that contract looks. 
um, if we could get the entirety across the league as in every player at every club by position that would be interesting because then you'd probably get a couple of uh, yeah yeah, a bit more depth. Okay, this is good. It's good um, we applaud Esports Eve. Uh, I like that. Um, contracts. John Fallon has been busy this week. I think he's got pieces uh, in the uh, the Irish Times um, and the Times of London looking at CJ Standers contracts. We're going to visit this very briefly because uh, contracts are always a little bit of a funny one. So uh, when CJ signed, um, there was an odd statement. I considered it odd. Personal mm. opinion, odd line saying, look, there was unfounded and ill-informed press speculation. You know, he was never going anywhere, lads. Uh, yeah, th- which was kind of fu- <coughs> funny to me at the time. It's like, well, where d- where did this come from? You know, like it didn't come from Munster and it didn't come from the union. So uh, there's respected journalists there who have good sources. So where did this, you know, stuff come from? Like, so like mm. it's... And it came at good moments. You know, it was like a day or two before a contract was signed. Good meaning useful. Yeah, useful. <laughs> good as in, yeah, just just before the contract got signed, yeah. a bit of speculation. It's always interesting to me that there's never any intention to leave when a player has signed. You know, I said, no, I, was, I always wanted to stay. Well, that, that's probably true. Yeah. But I always wanted to stay as long as it was for the right We deal. We had that good chat with like Dave Kilcoyne there before around Christmas time yeah. there. And he was saying that he goes, ah, sure. They're, you know, the good, good thing they didn't let me do media because I could have told you weeks ago like that. He said, there's no was going anywhere. He's yeah. going nowhere. He said, no need for your fake, you know, offers from billionaires in France. Like, so like Kilcoyne and, and the boys know what the crack is as well. Like, yeah. so to then come out and then stand behind this thing and say, I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. It's, it's all terrible. I don't know it's wanting the best of both worlds yeah. to me but I think every player in their contracts up will have like okay I can't say every player but most players will, will have a look you've got to know your market value as well yeah. you've got to see what's out there absolutely it doesn't necessarily it's a business it doesn't necessarily mean you're going anywhere you're not you're not going anywhere and I completely believe and I completely understand that players within the squad will know like they will go they'll get like there'll be a bit of a banter training uh, like to start speaking French to someone for a bit of me- you know like just winding people up like you know exactly. there's nothing wrong with you knowing your market value is important in any frame of life the people who are signing trying to sign CJ will be doing exactly the same oh, absolutely. with their contracts but um, so w- w- where, where this is coming up this week is that uh, so John John's saying the 27 year old I standard provided confirmation that alternative offers from rival clubs had been put on the table however he stressed that neither he nor his representatives engaged in talks so someone's dancing on the head of a pin there. I think mm. John's trying to be very careful about about, about what he's been told. Um, I find that very interesting. I still think it was a mistake from the IRFU to include any of, th- of that mm. in a statement. Well, there's it seems no to need be, to have the emphasis. It's needless. No. Needless. Leave, because leave us all at it. Yeah. You know, if you think it's if if you think it's unfounded and ill-informed, grant. Yeah. No problem. Maybe he should have gone, <laughs> gone on holidays to France and just been pictured with a president. <laughs> Would drop gold down and be rich? Well. <laughs> and well, gone the late late. Be great. <laughs> but, but, but about the, the thing about the big link was Montpellier there, and and the, the way I understood it was that Montpellier were like, listen, we're not contacting him. But if he's a, if he makes this decision himself, we would be interested in him. Yeah, yeah. that's how it was. Oh, was being put out there. Like. But if if teams weren't interested in him. Like it'd be re- like this player's available. No, I've no interest. Yeah, I, I, of course, of course, of an interest. I'd say ninety-five percent mm. of teams would be like, yeah, I'll certainly have a discussion with him, and if we can influence anyway, absolutely. The um, okay, think we're uh, think we're done here. We will come. back I want to talk to you about contracts actually sometime in in England. We'll mark that for another day. Yeah, okay. right. Jimmy's nodding. Um, up next, we under, talk to uh, oh, shenanigans. File it under S under shenanigans. Shocking, <laughs> shocking allegation. Uh, up next, uh, we talk to Leinster and Ireland star Joey Carberry. The Hard Yards brought to you by Sports Joe. This is the Hard Yards. Joey Carberry is back in training this week after he suffered a broken wrist in Ireland's clash with Fiji in the November internationals. Pat McCarry spoke to him this week at a lifestyle sports event, who may or may not have been sponsoring his media appearance. Joey, how's it going? Um, just saw you taking some kicks there outside. Um, absolutely terrible day for kicking, but I suppose it's a good good bit of practice for you. It's especially probably delighted to get back playing and, and kicking the ball around again. Yeah, definitely. Um, tough tough conditions to practice out there, but then I suppose looking at the Connacht game even on the weekend, it was similar conditions, so uh, got to get used to them. But now I'm delighted to be back and running around a bit and having the ball back. And... Um, you're kind of back I heard what was it? yeah back training as well that was the latest update from Leinster but 
I suppose for people who kind of saw the, the game against Fiji as well, what exactly happened to you and what was the kind of injury you picked up during the game as well? Um, well, my hand just got caught uh, in between uh, the guy attacking me and myself and it just got bent backwards, so I, I broke three bones in my wrist. And, um, but no, I'm on the flip side of it now and hopefully be back uh, training tomorrow now and then hopefully back in the next week or two. There was, uh, there was two that I recall, you probably felt more than two big hits in that game, but two that stood out. I remember even one in the first half. Um, what's the kind of sensation for yourself? You, you have to be used to it as an out half. They're going to come for you, but um, were, were they kind of some of the biggest tackles you ever took, took in your career? Yeah, I think the first one was anyway. Um, but I suppose you take those tackles as tend to hopefully put someone else into space. And um, Yeah, it was, it was pretty sore at the time, but looking back... Um, like it's part and parcel with the role, I suppose. Um, they're going to come out after you. And the did you get a chance? Like you know, you're probably a little bit pissed off. You're injured. You kind of can't kick on then and play in the next game as well. But a chance, maybe a little bit on reflection to kind of see the kind of game you had. Were you happy with that game against Fiji as well? And even the the kind of bench role you had the week before. Yeah, I was happy enough um, with my involvement. Like I uh, thought it was pretty positive. Um, I would, as you said, I would love to have. Kept, kept in the right direction and keep moving and not get injured but I suppose these things happen and you just got to work on so I'm really just focused now to get back uh, get back fit get the wrist right and get back playing hopefully get back in the team and the uh, I think you initially had said maybe the end of January or something like that if you get back playing is that still the thing can you get back a bit are you pushing to get back sooner or is it a matter of being, they're holding you back and um, not really it's more so uh, trial and error because we just don't know uh, until I get back out training and fully in a match scenario so um, it's kind of just um, testing the waters I suppose and hopefully now it goes right tomorrow and the the game that you had was like a, that, that chance to kind of show you're, you're out half here here's what I can do as well um, especially after kind of that game against the United States during the summer where some things worked some things didn't must have been delighted to kind of get out there and kind of show everybody here's what I can do as well here's what I can offer to the position yeah definitely and uh, I suppose that brings confidence as well in yourself Um that your last game, oh, my last game was better than the previous game. So um, no, I was pretty happy with the performance and obviously disappointed with the injury, but uh, it could have been a lot worse. Could have played not great and then got injured. And the, um, some of the other lads have kind of come through. There's always seems to be new faces. I think of 17 new caps, 2016, 14, I think last year as well. Uh, what do you think of some of the other lads that you had a chance to train with, even from the other provinces? Anybody kind of impress you when you're training with them? Um, it, like Jordan's been tearing it up. Mm. both on and off the pitch uh, in training like he's absolute dynamite and then he showed what he could do against Munster there with that try um, but no like, there's so many young players coming through and Josh Murphy as well been, got his first cap there a while ago so he's playing well and uh, a lot of them I would have played with underage so it's pretty cool to see them coming through and with yourself even what was it there was um, I think Andy Andy McGee uses to show this he was kind of pointed out that uh, there could have been a life you had a, a kind of a different type of path you could have taken you could have been a scrum half as well um, yeah. you know how much did you play was it underage and, and club and stuff like that and, and how much scrum half did you play kind of coming up through, through, the, through the age grades I probably played under 18s and a bit under 19s um, at 9 um, but I, I was also still always playing a bit of 10 as well. It was more so to get into the team. Mm. Um, but no, uh, like I enjoyed playing 9, but I much preferred always having a bit more space and playing at 10 or even a bit wider. So um, no, it was, could have been a different pathway, but I'm pretty happy with the one I've taken. Uh, and what does playing 9 then bring to your... Does it bring a greater appreciation to your game? Does it bring anything extra to your game, like box kicking even, for example, or, or clearing kicks? Um, I suppose maybe it does help with the passing. I would have done a good bit of work on my passing and your kind of sense of the tempo of a game as well. Maybe you get from from a, ten, from a tense perspective, you can feel what the nine is, what's hard and what's tough for the nine and what's easy. So um, you can always, I suppose, see from both perspectives. And there was um, some talk then, especially how you played well there as well. And you have Ross and Johnny here as well. I think Cal Marsh is kind of, I think he's had eight games this season. Talk of maybe let's get Joey out to Ulster. Let's get him some game time somewhere else. Like maybe it was wishful thinking from some parts. But is it ever anything you've kind of considered, like moving on, even on a loan deal from Leinster to get a bit of game time anywhere else? Um, no, I haven't considered it. Um, if someone of in Leinster came up and said it to me, then maybe I'd consider it. But... It, the chats only came from the media so I'm not mm. paying too much attention to it to be honest yeah that's it as I said it's going to I know Ulster fans would absolutely love to have you but it's going to you're not packing the bags for Belfast yet no <laughs> um, 
There was the kind of talk as well that we kind of touched on it there a little bit, but that game against the USA. Now, I, I was kind of seeing the way you guys played. You got a lot of uh, joy out of kind of kicking them behind them towards the wings as well. But sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Like, was that a tactic that you guys were playing to? You'd spotted that the US were going to press up and you, and you were going to kick in there. Was that why sometimes when the, I think you got blocked down once, but you kept kicking that way? Was that you were working towards a tactic, something you'd done in training? Yeah, we'd seen that um, their nine, um, he, he played on the wing as well, so he was quite quick. He'd always try and run and charge down the 10. So um, it worked a couple of times, but then didn't work twice as well. So uh, it was frustrating getting charged down twice and leading to two tries, but um, we'd spotted it previously and uh, we got a bit of joy out of it anyway. Um, and I suppose that's good because then I can learn from my game to be able to adapt to what's working and what's not as well. So yeah, it's pretty, it was a learning curve. It's tough to take, but it was a learning curve. And what was it like? Because um, we we'd often have like Ronan O'Gara on on our podcast, and he would he was had a lot of praise for you before the tour, before he had a chance to work with you, and after he worked with you. Uh, what was it like to kind of work with just one of the the greatest out halves in Irish rugby history? Yeah, it was really cool, and I learned so much about him and um, about how he played the game and how. It, he can help me and uh, what I can do to improve my game as well so like the more people I meet like him who are so genuine and so willing to help you is going to improve my game so much I was really happy and pretty lucky to work with him, someone like him and did he have any any words of advice or anything that kind of stood out that you've actually taken on to this season as well um, probably just like game management and knowing when and how to control a game and like little triggers and of what's happening within a game to know when what to do so just kind of like opening your eyes a bit more to uh, playing what's in front of you more so than just a prescriptive way mm. uh, there was there was even like um again we talked about jordan as well like jordan lamore and his score against munster there and i think somebody had pointed out paul williams had said uh it's great to see the young lads coming through and they're just playing on instinct and they're backing themselves as well um, is that kind of something that again like he, he kind of touched on as well does it eventually get coached out of you you know that kind of thing or are you being backed in training to kind of and in matches listen if you see it if it's on go for it yeah we're getting backed and the coaches have our full, full backing if we see something and even if it doesn't come off they, if you can like um, understand and like kind of explain yourself what you were thinking then they're like oh, okay just work on the execution then maybe but um, I think in training as well it helps we're doing a lot of like unstructured attack and mm. unstructured defence so you just don't know in a game what's going to happen so training at the same intensity can always help because yeah I spoke to Emma Farrell about that before it was like in a, in a review if you haven't made a mistake as long as you can explain the logic behind it, it like, I suppose but have you sometimes been caught out where it's like you've done something and you can't explain it you know it's just instinct and you've had to say I thought it was on any experiences like that um not straight off my mind, but I, I know there's obviously been examples, but um, I suppose like if you can learn from it and not do it again or maybe pick a better option next time, then the coaches are happy. Um, you just got to keep learning from, I suppose, your mistakes. And one of the things that like everybody always assumes with an out-half is that they're, they're bossy, they have to be loud. Maybe we see it from the likes of Raj and Johnny Sexton that you have to be this guy that barks and gets everybody moving around the pitch. Is that what your character is like, or do you have to kind of portray that kind of character when you're on the pitch? What What, what do you like when you're out there playing? Um, yeah, definitely. Like it's part and parcel with the ten, and ten's uh, got to be in charge, and people have got to listen to him. So uh, you have to, if you if you don't have the respect and the trust of the other players around you, they're not going to really listen to you. So you have to be forward. You have to be kind of. Uh, enforcing around the pitch as well so um, you've had to work on it but like seeing how Johnny does it can, I can really learn from that as well and it's always a thing that you, you'll probably you know if you're lucky enough to go injury free for the next five or six years you'll always be asked about Johnny as well like but what's it kind of like the kind of daily day-to-day relationship that you guys would have as well like um, you know you're, you have to be rivals don't you as well but is it a good kind of working relationship you'd have with them yeah definitely like we're good mates as well uh, but like we we both know ourselves that we're pushing each other and we're competing with each other so it makes us play better and in the end of the day the team comes first so if one of us are playing better due to the other one pushing each other then it's a win-win situation and how does it feel then as well with um you know let's say you're you're in a position now where jordan lamore is there you're all of a sudden injured all of a sudden you're not to put it badly but like you're all of a sudden the old story jordan lamore is the new guy everybody's excited about you've been there 12 months ago which seems weird but uh what have you kind of made of his performances and everybody's getting excited about him playing 15 as well? I'm delighted for him. He's a really nice guy and I get on well with him and he trains so hard and he, he trains like he does as he plays. So um, 
he's he deserves everything he's getting and I'm delighted to see him pushing on and and what's the biggest thing you've kind of picked up I suppose in in your you know like it was only the Treviso game wasn't it the start of last year you made your Leinster debut as well but um what's the kind of is there a couple of standout memories for you that have kind of you look back and kind of go you know it's all gone by in a blur but a couple of things that have really stood out for you yeah obviously that uh that Treviso game my first home game and then as well like the the Wasps quarter final last year that was a great day and then even when we lost the semi-final it was obviously gut-wrenching result for us but we learned so much from that and I think it's driven the whole squad on to push on and maybe make that final step this year so it's a pretty exciting time um, within the squad Um, definitely our goals are to win this year so hopefully they come through and I'll just finish up by asking about the, the Six Nations that's coming up as well. The way things work out, St. Patrick's Day finish over in London as well. Um, just something that you're probably just would be delighted to get a couple of games on your belt for Leinster and then get involved as well. Yeah, hopefully anyway, uh, get it, come back up to ma- match fitness and hopefully be involved in those games would be pretty cool, especially that last game if we, if we could do it. But we just got to work hard now and put in the groundwork at this stage and hopefully it will follow through at the end. Cool. Listen, hopefully I'll be talking to you in Twickenham then in a couple of months and we'll, we'll, we'll chat again. Cheers for that. Cheers. Thank you. That was Joey Carberry speaking to Pat. It'll be great to see him back in the pitch. Um, hopefully he'll have some confidence, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> After I'd stripped him down there, um, I, I, I spent a good eight, seven or eight minutes building him up and then um, I kind of, you know, it, it was meant to be a nice thing. Was maybe it's a Jordan Larmer thing. Yeah, it was yeah. just kind of saying, listen, it was m- maybe more in a joking way. Listen, you're great, but everybody's talking about Jordan Larmer now but maybe to call a 22 year old old news uh, seemed a little bit harsh and Joey's face did kind of drop a little bit when I when I mentioned that so I had to had no to he's, he's my friend he's a really good player <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was uh, yeah that's that's how it goes but yeah but listen when he gets back he'll be new news again like I don't have every faith in him because I think Carberry's a brilliant player but uh, he that's, something, he that's some, good he's, he's, I'm good friends with him he's a good mate and uh <laughs> He just won't be taking any interviews or calls. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Um, So, yeah, we have a couple more bits to come in the show. We will answer your fan questions. And next, we'll discuss some of the weekend's games. The Hard Yards, brought to you by Sports Joe. It's a big week for Irish rugby with another round of Interpros. Myself and Pat are going to continue our head-to-head, see who can predict the most results. This week, Pat, um, well, we'll see if he enlists... Jimmy. Jimmy is available. Well, He's here. There's also a Stewards Inquiry, is there not? I've just been uh, informed. Stewards Inquiry, hint to us. Yeah, <laughs> that a point has been gained over Christmas and it was double points. Oh, so no, I'm not uh, really sure how you gain a point when it's double points. I will go through last week. Right, so the, the, we've we forecasted the, the Irish Interpros gone, it's, over the Christmas His arms period. are folded here. Yes, just I'm defensive got, mode. <laughs> defensive <laughs> mode. So I, li- I did listen back just to make sure and everything, right? So, um, and I'm really glad you brought it up. Oh, I stepped into this, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, the lawyer's trap. No, um, so there was three guesses, right? Sorry, guesses, <laughs> guesses. three predictions to two um, on my side. But we were doing the Jimmy and Kev double points Christmas special for Pat's correct guesses, Definitely which counts. means that he got four points. Okay. So it's 4-3 to Pat for last week. Um, that was courtesy of you and uh, Kev calling Leinster's win. Um, and the quote was that you reluctantly agreed with that. Yeah, that's come back to bite you. But well done. I, re- I reluctantly agreed with him, but geez, it wasn't what far an, off. What an agreement. Well, it wasn't far off, though. It was, was good. It? It was I good. knew it was going to be that close. Yeah. Well, it was. In, um, no, it was actually it was spot on. In fairness. The Leinster Connacht prediction uh, from you guys was spot on. Close game. Leinster to squeak it. Well done. Good. Ahead of the squad's been announced as well. Uh, right. So the, big, the most important thing is that it seems to be every week we're gaining, gaining a point. Steady. Scrambling back here. Scoreboard is ticking over. Yep. Yeah. Andy does play safe bar one maybe. And yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh well, worst case they can get a point. You're trying to bait me, aren't you? Well, just keep, just if you just keep mirroring what Pat does for the rest of the year. You're no. Going, that's how you win. No. Look, co- safety, look at him. Safety. Like that Never. Safe, that safe Georgia bet you took there. The arms are unfolded, right? Uh, we'll start with the Irish ones. Um, Leinster are fourteen-point favourites at home to Ulster. Ooh, right. Which side of that? I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Ulster side of that because fourteen points is a lot. Um, but I I don't feel that good about it. <coughs> is it a Friday night? No. I think they're both Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd be going Ulster in that as well. 14 because like Ulster are going to go with Stockdale, Henderson, I think even Best might yeah, be back as well. They, yeah, they've a bit of an impetus there. Yeah, yeah, 40, 14 points a lot. If the bookies are gone, maybe nine, I might have gone ooh, like that's. So you think that you think that's the the range, do you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Leinster to win, but fourteen's too many. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be similar on that. Um, okay, both in Ulster, Munster twelve point favourites at home to Connacht. Right, so Munster need this game. I think Connacht I'd playing ni- nicely. I think I'd go Munster in that as well. <coughs> yeah. Until I saw how many injuries they had, but I think I still think I'd go with them on that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Connacht's squad have to be rotated a little bit. Don't well, yeah. actually. Or not, or not, yeah. Because as you, you mentioned earlier, it's only it's only Challenge Cup. You know, it's they. I think they're are they true in that group anyway. I think they're top. They're top, and they're. I think they just need one more win. They're doing. They're doing nicely. Yeah, get a home. Okay, yeah. well then, yeah. I think they can afford maybe to play. I don't know who they have next week. Um, be a home game. So hold on, there. hold on. Like I said, it's Worcester, Worcester away. Then you know. Okay. Uh, you know who they have in the pro, is there not a Pro 14 game nah, no straight, so we yeah. got, we got is this one, the last one yeah, yeah one round of Pro 14 so we've got the Inter-Pro and then straight into okay, well then, I think screw yeah, it well yeah, then be, yeah. away. they'll go big on this if they can yeah. okay so you're, you guys Still, are going are you taking my connect are you no I'm going to go Munster anyway yeah. you're going <laughs> yeah, after a, all that it's just a discussion <laughs> sorry good I like that right we'll fly through the other ones um, yeah. Edinburgh 25 point favourites at home versus the Kings Okay, yeah, Edinburgh. You're going for Edinburgh? Okay, I'll They go. beat Glasgow, didn't they, over... They lost, they lost the second game, 12 now. They were not good. No. Not good games. But the Kings won't be good in January in Edinburgh. Bad. I'm in your head. You <laughs> are in my head. <laughs> Kings, 25 points is a lot of points, even if it's, it's the Kings. And they have, they've been resting up. Right, it's I'm going the Kings. It is cold. Uh, Edinburgh is actually a very cold place. The, the wind is... It's weird. Uh, Dragons versus Scarlets. Scarlets are sixteen point favourites away to the Dragons. Ooh. That's a lot. That's a lot of points too. You can go first now. Um, I will. Uh, I will go. I will go Dragons in that. And this is where, yeah, this is where I could live to regret this, but I'll go Dragons. Um, Scarlets are they? They're screwed in Europe as well. Are they? Can they, can they the big squad out for this. Oh, you're coming up. Uh, I I think I've went Scarlets for a lot of the season, but I am losing by a good bit. So we go Scarlets again. Yeah, yeah. Are you looking for advice? I, here, I don't know about. <laughs> I, I don't know on that one. I don't know. Ospreys or um, Dragons haven't been. I'm not sensing a strong feeling here. No, it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. Scarlets. Um, Scarlets. Okay, there you go. Scarlets. It's made. Okay, grand. Uh, <laughs> Treviso, one point favorite at home to the Cheetahs uh, I will oh. go first on this uh, I'm going Cheetahs do you think the Cheetahs going to win in Treviso yeah and yeah I do too actually it's oh, I, I kind of I like Treviso at home but I like Trevi- I like the Cheetahs this could be their win they'll be targeting it anyway the Cheetahs well one would hope <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They've had a couple of weeks off, lads. You know, listen, rest up, go easy, just chill out over in Italy, cop yourself a big defeat. Um, so you're thinking cheetahs as well? Yeah. Oh, and he's he's very confident there. All right, we'll go cheetahs. Right. Uh, I say, lads, put all any listeners put all your money on Treviso after that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Osprey's seven point favourites at home to Cardiff. Uh, I, I'm going Osprey's on that one. I don't would. feel good about it. I, w- I would. No, I would. I yeah, would. and I'd feel good about it. Would you? Mm-hmm. Okay. You getting in Pat's head or mine? No, I just. I'm a neutral. I can <laughs> say what I want. Been <laughs> oh, <thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> abandoned here. Right. Call. Have we agreed on much, or have we disagreed in a few? Because I might go Ospreys here as well. Uh, we've we've only gone the same on the cheetahs. Okay, we've got last praise as well. So. Okay. Uh, last one. Uh, Glasgow are twelve point favourites at home to Zebra. Uh, Glasgow all 12 points 12 points hold on I'm getting away. a nod away. <gasps> it's away is it yeah. hold on 12 points point. you're right sorry Zebra are at home hmm. I'm good catch Glasgow. producer Al. It's, it's it's testament to Zebra actually 12 points like Brad's has done a, Michael Bradley's done a good job over there <coughs> okay so Glasgow bunched in Europe uh, I'm I'm going to go Glasgow on this even though it's away. Oh, I went the same. Yeah. Okay. 
So are you doing the copy me move now with a couple of two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two out of what is it seven as I said if we can get it back if we can get this deficit back to single figures yeah uh, what is the deficit deficit is the overall score is 59.47 to me but that's been that's been pegged back week by week now for a little while yeah it was a I had a couple six, of big weeks 60 at the start. point lead at one stage <laughs> oh my God. Um, the overall overall looks like this so the, the Pro 14 conferences I think this is something I th- think people do need to check in on because there was a big fuss at the start of the season lads were playing conferences it's not you know it's not your father's Pro 14 <laughs> um, so in conference A Glasgow are leading by 15 points with Munster in second place 53 points first 38 points second then Cheetahs are a long way back in 29 points um, in the other conferences, a lot more interesting. So Scarlets are forty-eight points, Leinster are forty-six, Ulster are forty, uh, and the overall betting is Leinster seventy-five to be the grand final winners, Glasgow five to two, Scarlets eleven to two, Munster fifteen to two, then all the way out to eighteen to one, Ulster, um, forty to one for the Cheetahs. Save your money. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm not saying it'll. You know, I'm just saying. Forty to one. Saying forty. If you're going to say twenty to one to make a semi final, twenty to one to get out of com- like. I'm saying. We'll I'm saying Aviva Stadium in May. I'd love to see the cheetahs run out there with I'd my fiver earning a lot of you'll money. Have few, you'll have a I'd few. You'll have a few Africans there, all right, but they won't be playing <laughs> for the cheetahs. <laughs> Right, uh, we will see how this weekend unfolds and we have Twitter questions coming up. Murder, she wrote, is the perfect thing to watch during the day. You can watch the start, fall off for 40 minutes, come back, see the end, perfect. You know what I mean? You've missed nothing really. Remember, Rod Kev in the Kalina used to have to bring two TVs into the room, one for you for Cheltenham. <laughs> like every red-blooded male in the country, he'd be watching the horse racing, whereas I'd have a TV for myself for things like Murder, She Wrote and Houses Under the Hammer. Murder, She Wrote is the perfect thing to watch during the day. You're welcome back to the Hard Yards, our first of 2018. And uh, James... And Pat and myself are going to take some of your fan questions. As usual, we put a call out on Twitter and these are some of the best ones we received. So make sure to use the hashtag AskTHY if you want to ask a question to our panel next week. Uh, we've a beaut of a question to start the ball rolling. Um, this is from All Things Oval. Uh, New Year's resolution of sorts. If you had to start supporting a rugby team today for the next 10 years, which team would it be and why? For argument's sake, only European clubs are on the table. Love this. <laughs> Love everything about it. Uh, yeah, who's who's a good team to watch and who's a good team to actually support and go to the games as well. And exactly. Yeah. You you need to take into account stadium, um, beer price. Yes. Yeah. Uh, coaching, uh, young players coming through that you can conceivably watch there mm-hmm. for the next ten years. You don't. You know, if you've got a squad of you know brilliant thirty year olds, they're not going to be there next while. Uh, Love this. Yeah, because I initially uh, my initial one was I was recommending Pow for someone to follow because I love Conrad Smith. There were some ho- there were some flaws in that, but Conrad Smith's probably not going to be playing into his mid forties, I suppose. But I don't, but there might be some flaws, but the president's still there and he's still got a hell of a lot of money, so yeah, he can still get ten good years out of Conrad Smith and go and then. Okay, so I'm making a new factor here: sugar daddy, petro dollars, completely. But that's why I'd look to I'd look to France. Like one of the teams I looked at was I, they're playing well at the moment. I like the way they play. Um, and they're just going to bring in Kiwis like is La Rochelle like a stadium place where they live nice nice part of the world nice part of the world yeah. easy flights in yeah. and out like so you're, so you're travelling from Dublin to, to go to La Rochelle as your little oh is there, I didn't know was, was it that was, there, was it that involved no there's no <laughs> Dublin base here you can go live there I'll live well. in La Rochelle okay. for 10 okay. yeah. yeah good okay, okay yeah. I like this game <laughs> yeah. so, but like I love the way they play loads of Fijian boys as well so yeah. excite okay again 10 years it's, hopefully they can keep that going they've a they've a big backer which is and that's essential if you want to go for a purist uh, sense it'd be a different kettle of fish but no for me it'd be something along that but I understand the, the Poe aspect of things I do think there's a lot of money but um, so I've got Lara Shell here big call yeah and Pat, who would you? Well, I actually was saying just for the pure drama and and just the, the atmosphere, I, I was recommending Munster as well. Like 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 Leinster have the 
let's say the best crop of young players coming through if you want to see that like the likes of Larmore and Carberry and, 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 and even Ryan as well but uh, Munster kind of there's just always just more drama there you know what like, so you, you want if you want a soap opera mm. yeah. or like yeah it's like you can if you want to be able to love a gritty 8-7 win on a rainy night or something like that then Munster okay I'm with, you, I'm with you I'm with you I'm with you I'm with you a purist point of view nearly again I'd, right. l- I'd look at if I was looking Cl- oh, oh well, I've played for so many teams now. I can't, I can't. Um, I'd look. I'd like. Chi- I like the Chiefs as well. I like yeah. Exeter. Just again, that community aspect of things. That's that's something I was leaning to. I mean, and it's it seems an easy call now because you know Premiership champions have come good, but that's a call you could make the last few years. It's but the, the the outpost, even geographically where they are, exactly. It's magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nearly us against the world, you know, and that's exactly. that mentality and everyone buys in and it's makes your community can't say that without talking about like with yeah. Northampton as well, that'd be similar, but I think they're that might be a bad one for ten years if we're if it comes and so so this this deal comes with like a, a ten year season ticket mm. as well, doesn't it? Mm. So like yeah. a ten year season ticket in uh in for Claremont, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I could go to I could go to that stadium every week. I'd be very happy. A lot of travel though. Would you live it's in Cla- Would you live in Claremont? It's really hard to get there. You could work. You could work for Michelin in the Michelin uh, garage. Oh, you get, could. There's a job set up uh, yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is a brilliant. job as well. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like it's like the old amateur rugby days. What are you? Um, I'm uh, I'm a representative. <laughs> 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 what team are you? Have you come across with? Oh, you go extra. Great, love it. Are you, are you saying extra? Or are you am, complimenting yeah. me? No, I am. The extra is the great choice. Mm. Like it's it 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 ticks a lot of boxes for a team over ten years, and it's it's the sustainable side rather than the sugar daddy side. Mm. Nice contrast to La Rochelle, which you will see. <laughs> um, okay, we I could talk with a whole episode on that. I was one. thinking That's about Jer- yeah, I was like, is jersey options and training gear an option if you want to wear that as well? Because <laughs> then Rassing all of a sudden are in the picture there. As you well, need to get your agent in to negotiate this deal. Yeah. Um, next one uh, with regards to the non-European player register, this is from Dara Mulligan. Has James Lowe played himself in for Leinster's uh, European squad? Do we gamble with Nick McCarthy at scrum half instead of Gibson Park? Um, well, that's actually the big question. Or do you chance dropping dropping Fardy? I don't think you chance dropping Fardy. No, no uh, way, Fardy. No, anyway, no, no. Uh, it's too James, important. You, ha- you have to you have to put James Lowe in. Look what he brings. Like he brings so much. Offload, so, so offloading much. game, eh? But look at look look at the smile in his face. He yeah. plays with like, and I think he was catching a high ball at the weekend, and he's he walks into it hands by his side all the time in the world. Yeah. And catches it, yeah, makes it look easy, doesn't he? And Tell you what, he's a big boy as well. Yeah, and he's not mm. afraid to get involved and no. cause a bit of havoc of breakdowns. And like he's, he's an angry fella, you know, which is good. He's <laughs> yeah. but he's passionate about it, and players speak very highly of him. So of course, like he's going to bring so much, and you need these kind of game breakers. I 100 percent agree with our, um, with Scott Hardy. You can't. You've paid big money for that fella. You've got to play him. He has versatility as well. Exactly. I know he signed as a lock, but he can cover you. Doesn't in, matter. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we're, we're agreed. Dara, we agree. Nick McCarthy. Yeah, <laughs> your, t- your time is now. Yep. Yeah. Um, and before we, if, if I get, can I have 30 seconds here? I can have 30 seconds. Oh. Right. Uh, I've given crap to this guy a lot over the years, right? But Gav Henson, I tip my cap because Gav Henson, for anyone who didn't see it, gave one of the most honest player comments I've ever seen um, last week. Uh, we talked about it off earlier on. So there was a comment from a supporter to the Dragons saying look where is Gavin Hansen there's no explanation why this lad's dropped he doesn't seem to be injured where is he out of the team for one of the Christmas mm. uh, games his former club as well yeah mm. and yeah exactly against the Ospreys and Gav chimes in on Twitter uh, yeah sorry I wasn't physical enough in the t- contact area especially being bounced off so lost my place but it's an area of my game that isn't great at the moment so working hard and putting that right I, I think that's brilliant we only talked earlier on about the, the the sound bites that we sometimes get from players uh, yeah I, I loved this loved everything about it yeah big fan of it player honesty like that I think and it's the right honesty as well in terms of I don't know if he would have spoken to someone about can I release this or yeah. can he do this very heartfelt this is the thing you can do when you're at the end of your career yeah you've been around mm. you're not you're probably not looking for uh, another you know, big you, contract yeah exactly you know the story yeah um, I think alongside that then as well is a great 
uh, video or um, documentary documentary yeah. of with Bernard Jackman and behind Eat, the scenes of dragons. Yeah, but it's it's again. I think the dragons the way they've done it this year, and this is another another point of it is they've been very open and honest yeah. with how they've done things uh, they've released an awful lot of their training footage and, mm. and behind the scenes well, stuff. I think once you sign Jackman up you're buying into that yeah because yeah. that, that's his style yeah he's even got back to a few people on Twitter which has been good entertainment as yeah. well like, and it's been interesting but that's just another a point of it whether he's empowering the players to go well look here you go say what you want but maybe have a think before you tweet but also look don't be a dickhead Yeah, but honesty is okay that's like that's like, that's brilliant like you know yeah. people kind of go oh what like what what comeback or anything can you have to that it's like none oh okay okay that's because right. it's honest <laughs> right, yeah. yeah no it's good I like it right um, so well done Gav love that um, if we see more of that in 2018 I'll be very very happy it's good uh, so before we go we had a competition this week to win two tickets to Munster's Clash with Connacht in Thomond Park on Saturday winner is Brian White so congrats Brian enjoy the game uh, thanks to James to Pat for joining me in studio and to Joey Carberry for speaking to us this week to Alan McNan for producing and Paul Donigan was on sound we'll be back next Thursday with a new podcast subscribe to it on iTunes Podcast Republic SoundCloud and every good podcast app to get it straight to your phone this has been The Hard Yards I'm Andy McGeady thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week The Hard Yards, brought to you by Sports Joe.